Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hello everyone, there are a few different announcements that I do want to cover, namely um, the fact that there has been a little bit of a delay, about one or two days in publishing the episode, but I'll fix that with the, the dates and everything. Um, and that's mainly because uh, my phone had some wonky issues with it. It uh, had some issues where it was restarting and it repeatedly was doing that uh, until the point where uh, it almost had the battery uh, dying and then I tried recharging it and everything so I had to reset my phone which if anyone who's ever done that knows how much of a pain it is and I had to get all my contacts back and everything even though Google Um, definitely was great at restoring a bit of what was on my phone already, but like half of my apps I don't have, which is fine. I mean, it's less space. Um, my pictures are already backed up on the Google cloud, but some of the, uh, issues with some of my apps are that, um, I have to, you know, reconfigure logins and everything, and it was just a hassle. So that was one of the main, uh, reasons why I wasn't, um, updating in publishing out a podcast episode, but I got it all together, and so hopefully in the future the uh, case will work itself out. If not, I'll probably just end up getting a new phone, or maybe I'll get one as a gift or something. I don't know. I don't really update my phone uh, as far as like technology. I'm good with what I have, and I'm not looking to splurge out. But I feel like a phone could be a great necessity for many things and especially with making um, the podcast episodes it's probably best that I look to taking care of the phone in all matters so that's why I opted to just try and reset it and see what the problem was and just get rid of any faulty apps or anything that was wrong um, initially. So other than that there are some environmental holidays so be sure to mark your calendar for the following days Uh, World Water Monitoring Day, which is on September the 18th, and then also World Cleanup Day, which is the third Saturday in September as a part of the Clean Up the World campaign. Headlines from the Hemispheres is our next segment up. As you know, or if you're new to the Greener Thoughts program here, it's where I discuss and talk briefly about environmental news all over the globe. So our first headline is out of Somalia. Tiny elephant shrew species rediscovered after 50 years. Yes, this is some interesting news. Um, It's some positive news as well. And treehugger.com had this story. It had talked about there, there were these scientists back in 2019, so not too long ago, that were looking for this tiny species 
in uh, different places like Somalia and also in Djibouti. And in uh, their search for uh, getting to find this tiny species, they had um, gathered word from um, the locals that said that they should try and use bait to capture the tiny species and then also use live traps to see if they could capture the Somali Senge. So they baited the uh, traps, these live traps, of course, not trying to, of course, kill the species that they're trying to find. And they made uh, assortments of rolled oats and unsweetened peanut butter and a little bit of a yeast spread. And then they waited uh, for the Somali Senge to appear. And the small little species, uh, after preparing so many traps, uh, over 1,000 live traps, the scientists finally found and captured eight Somali Sengis. And they also captured some mice and also some gerbils too. The Somali uh, Sengi is currently on the International Union's uh, list uh, for the Conservation of Nature, IUCN, uh, their red list. I've mentioned their list um, a few times before, especially with endangered species and animals. And currently, the Somali Sangi is listed as data deficient because there's not enough data to extract information about it uh, on the scale of uh, the rate at which it could be extinct. So there's not much information on it entirely. And uh, with that, scientists believe that they should change the um, the grouping of the Somali Sengi to um, least concern, mainly because it does have a wide geographic range of which it lives in. It lives in Djibouti, it lives in Ethiopia, in the north part of Ethiopia, and a few more countries. And also, it doesn't face uh, huge threats like habitat disturbance or uh, urban development or uh, causes related to agriculture um, growth. Number two is the story out of Brazil and it talks about a little bit of deforestation and long-term forest degradation. So long-term forest degradation surpasses deforestation in the Brazilian Amazon. Science Magazine, uh, the online uh, magazine, had this story, and it was one of the unlocked um, news articles that they have in their magazine. And this is out of Brazil, of course. Now, we all know Brazil as a hotspot for many things, mainly for agriculture, for things like um, oils that can be cultivated from their lands, for cattle, and also for wood, for forests uh, growth. And mainly, this article was talking about forest degradation, which is a, a sort of catch-all term. It's a huge term used for anything that a human uh, does as far as like human um, disturbances, like logging um, of um, the land, selective logging, or landscaping the forests and cutting them down to even major things like habitat loss on an extreme scale. So with uh, that, the researchers had uh, went about finding data, and there was this a huge team, and they analyzed data from, for um, an extended period of time, forest degradation across the entire Brazilian Amazon, and did this almost 25 years, the data. 
uh, up to a point up to about 2014, and they found that the extent and the rate of forest degradation was equal to or greater than deforestation, which was important because it has implications and ties to things like carbon, biodiversity, and also energy balance. And the analysis considered uh, many different types of forest degradation, uh, the density, dominance, direction, and the duration of uh, forest degradation. And it also arrived at the conclusion is that from the work that forest degradation is a significant form of landscape and ecosystem disturbance. Lastly is the headline, is a, another uh, quick headline uh, out of ENN.com Environmental News Network. So climate crisis ages fish, amphibians, and reptiles. This was out of Spain. And it uh, was, I think, pretty alarming, mainly because I, I knew that, of course, all animals are affected by climate change. But, you know, we shouldn't forget about the fish and amphibians and reptiles among us. It affects them uh, pretty hard, um, mainly because they can't regulate their own temperature. And the heat, it will affect their uh, growth rates and how fast that they grow and mature. And it creates heat stress for them, uh, for example, in heat waves, which further can uh, make worse the aging process for, again, fish, amphibians, and reptiles. I utilized positive.news for the tips for this news piece and I loved it. I figured this is some really great um, set of tips here and I know that sometimes it can be tied for money, um, whether it be food or clothing, other things that are necessary for life. And you still want to be healthy. You still want to reach your your goals for a fit lifestyle. Maybe you want to um, lose, you know, 20 pounds, 40 pounds. Maybe you want to relieve yourself from some of the medications that, you know, are really weighing on you that you've taken for years and you want to eat organically. Maybe you just want to uh, take money out of the multinational corporations that have uh, taken over, some would say, uh, the U.S., and mainly because they're in every facet. They have ingredients um, that, that take hold and that can be uh, along long stretches of aisles. Ingredients like corn, for example, and soy, that can sort of uh, penetrate uh, so many different products. And you wouldn't even know by looking at the ingredients because of the different names that they can be under. And so you want to eat organically. You want to, um, you know, do well for yourself and, you know, take care of your family or take care of yourself if you don't maybe have, you know, a big family. And if you're a foodie or if you just love organic foods and you want to um, learn some new tips and uh, so many other things too, which I'll get to a little bit later, like if you're in the U.S., which shops and, and markets are best for organic food, and um, also like subscription um, types of um, deals that you can get online and find out uh, where you can get organic food, then I think that you'll admire this list a lot. Um, if you have a garden, it's great to listen in on these tips too. And for all those who live in the UK, I think you can also utilize these uh, tips as well. 
especially for those who have heard of the soil association there and be sure to you know write down these tips for reference or just repeatedly come back to this podcast episode either one is great so this is the uk's uh, soil association tips on going organic on a budget and we're going to look at all the easy ways fun ways different ways that you can go and find organic foods sometimes grow your own but look really much um or really vigilantly uh, to get the best organic foods for you and especially want the ones that you eat often so number one tip is to look for other organic items in your supermarket you can't buy organic if you're not looking for organic foods and they're everywhere in the uk for where this information is is primarily um, useful too you can find familiar stores like the ones like tesco or waitrose or sansbury or maybe aldi or lidl or asda or morrison's for example all those have organic sections But in the U.S., we can also look forward to organic foods as well because we're no stranger to them. Uh, Things like a Whole Foods Market, for example, or Giant. Giant has a whole range of organic foods too, mainly under their store brand. And there's also Mom's Organic Market. It says so in the name, organic. It's kind of regional, but very much uh, ideal um, for all those who want the, the homey feel Um, of organic produce. There's also smaller stores that you can uh, venture out to like natural health food stores and the like and also places like Aldi and Lidl they also have organic foods and finds sometimes ones that you can only find in those stores. And then uh, when it comes to you know getting uh, organic foods it's great to switch out your essentials like maybe your breakfast foods for example or maybe your breads for getting all the organic versions and then over time getting more and more comfortable uh, seeking organic options uh, that you can reasonably reasonably see yourself you know getting and number two tip is to practice precision buying Now this is great and it's an alternative to buying in bulk because with this you're buying foods that you need and use the most so that you can overall save money and reduce food waste in the long run which is what we all want to do. Food waste is a big factor for me. I'm not one to uh, waste food, you know, erroneously and you know just chuck food uh, whenever I don't do that. Even though I do compost, I do make sure that I'm utilizing food, you know, by freezing, sometimes pickling, uh, and saving leftovers and making sure food doesn't rot. And with you buying only specific foods, it's great because you can do uh, simple things like buying your herbs or spices or foods that you know are quick to go bad like your fruits and vegetables like maybe tomatoes uh, for example or a flower lasts a long time but you want to get the organic stuff because you know that it's better Um, or uh, other things like maybe fruits like bananas for example um, or maybe grapes maybe grapes are your thing and you love grapes you know buy the pound almost and you can eat them uh, you know often maybe you want to get the the organic varieties of those since you eat them more often because who wants to eat conventional grapes all the time and why not get the organic versions much time much of the time they're going to be either cheaper or competitively priced so much that it's almost like you should just get the organic ones 
because um, on top of them being organic, they are a great uh, offset and different uh, and better for you than your, than your conventional uh, varieties of grapes, for example. Now, for all those who do love bulk stores, they're great too because they allow you to, among many things, uh, bring your own container. And so that means you're not using uh, single-use plastic for shopping uh, at those stores. Number three is to sign up to join the Soil uh, Association's organic community uh, in the UK, the UK's uh, Soil Association. So for all those who do live in the UK and are listening, or maybe in the US if you have friends who live abroad, across the pond, in the UK, then you're going to want to subscribe to the UK's Soil Association, their monthly newsletter. Newsletter. It is chock full of organic offers and discounts and tips and all types of things of ways to build a more sustainable uh, life for yourself and things that won't break the bank. All these tips are great. And if you live in the U.S., I think you can also utilize the um, newsletter as well. Even though some of the shops or discounts probably won't apply to you because, of course, you're going to live uh, outside the U.K. Number four is to eat food in season. Now, this is a seemingly easy one, but you kind of have to do a little bit of searching around for the fruits and vegetables, uh, for example, that are in season near you. So this means you can eventually save money and help in reducing your overall carbon footprint by eating foods in season. I think that's one of the main uh, drivers of food waste because here in the U.S., there are definitely uh, rows and rows of um, fruits and vegetables, for example, and other foods that aren't in season. And so they're, they're eaten when they're not supposed to be um, uh, grown at that time. And uh, I think foods you know, catch on to that and they know, okay, they're not supposed to be um, eaten during this time. And so they're not really preserved as, as best as they can be. And people, you know, are lazy sometimes as Americans. That's just a common stereotype. But uh, nonetheless, you know, a lot of food gets wasted. And so uh, with, you know, imp- importing our fruits and vegetables from all around the world, you know, here in the U.S., a lot of that takes uh, energy and the costs are reflected in the amount that you're paying at the end of the day for those bananas or those avocados or those apples, oranges, what have you. Number five tip is to sign up for an organic box delivery service. Now, I love this tip. I haven't got my hands on an organic box delivery service, but I have a treat for you a little bit later of all the different uh, delivery services. I found some on this amazing website and broke it down. And I even checked the websites to make sure that the details were updated just for you. So with organic box services, they are great because you get that wide variety of fruits and vegetables and dairy products and meat products and all types of produce that you wouldn't have, you know, caught um, at your, you know, local grocery store perhaps and other things too. Sometimes you're able to get other uh, niche items like um, body care items, beauty items, makeup uh, items, etc. There are also organic and there are other box services for that too. But with produce, you definitely will have it shipped to you right at your door. And sometimes they'll definitely give you discounts or special offers just for you being a first time customer 
or uh, over a period of time or maybe during the holidays and other uh, times of the year. So when it comes to um, number tip, number uh, six tip is for you to buy less and even better meat. Now uh, with that tip, it's great because you're also helping the environment uh, just in doing um, the act of you know not eating so much meat, and it's better for your health. Let's admit it. it it's 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 known at least. It should be wide, wide known, widely known that the World, World um, Health Organization, the WHO, has um, stated that different types of meats, like your processed sausages and uh, bologna meats and cured meats, etc., they are, um, you know, part of a rise in carcinogens, um, you know, that us humans are eating, you know, and, and you know, that's in our bodies. So why not, by chance, eat either organic meat, which may cost more, but it kind of makes up for the higher costs of it, or not eat meat at all. There's also ways that you can kind of lean yourself off of meat, because it can happen, Um, but it takes a little bit of time, but it's worth it, especially if you want to, you know, set a goal for yourself of maybe losing weight or eating, um, healthy and having a new diet, you kind of want to, uh, make a new change than opting off meat or even better quality meat, uh, is going to uh, help your health in the long run. Number seven tip is to try growing your own food. Now you could just sprout the food yourself. It can be kind of fun and for all those who really have a true green thumb or love experimenting or getting dirty in the dirt or loving compost enough to work with worms and detract uh, vermin or just love being outside, I think that you'll uh, hold this tip as being most valuable to you. And try and look for certified seeds where you can, like organic seeds that make sense, of course, because we're talking about organic foods. Number eight tip is to aim for everyday essentials. Now, we all know that the supermarkets brands are usually more cheaper than getting like the name brand versions of some foods. So you're gonna opt to get the organic versions of those anyway. The price works really in your favor because if something's being sold um, under, let's say Safeway, for example, and Kirkland is, is huge there, they have great products or something that's giant brand, Whole Foods brand, Target brand. Most often their prices are going to compete with the competitors who are packaging similar products. Let's say it's chicken, for example, and you want to get the a chicken that's not too expensive, maybe five, six dollars, seven dollars, something like that, a small chicken. So you're gonna, you know, get the giant brand chicken, which doesn't have anti any doesn't have any antibiotics, is, you know, um, free from all these different um, things like GMOs, is maybe cage-free, all these other uh, labels. And so you want to opt and look for something like that versus the competitor, which will upcharge it and it's not going to be organic. So you could easily swap things like your spices, for example, for those who love working with spices, or maybe common fruits that you eat, like maybe oranges, um, you know, pears or grapes or apples, for example, or even vegetables that you used often, like um, onions or maybe carrots or tomatoes. 
Number nine tip is to make use of the freezer. Now this is great for all those who may be scared that organic foods don't last as long as conventional foods, which is true to some degree for some foods. Some foods you can get away with longer than others. But if you're scared at any rate, on any level, just be sure to freeze your foods. It's okay to do that. Um, most often if the foods are stored in a proper way, let's say in a glass container or in a, let's say a reusable silicone, um, barrier or a, maybe a metal container for example or maybe foil which you can use over and over again or just clean and have it out and then dry and reuse again whichever option or method of containing your food you can make use of it by making sure that it'll you know be in a safe place in your freezer for a long time and you can come back to it when you're ready Number 10 and the last tip is to uh, create Sunday meal prepping so if you love preparing your foods ahead of time or you know if you don't have um, a lot of groceries to buy or maybe you do have a lot of groceries to buy but you're not too fond on cooking every day you can rest assured by um, trying to uh, create meal preps and cut out and measure all your food ahead of time cut it up prepare it store it in the fridge freeze it do whatever you have to do with it uh, and then eat it when you're ready In trying to better yourself and be healthier, you gotta know that there are options with organic food. It's not so scary as people think it is. And uh, with uh, learning about organic foods and you know what works and uh, what items are out there, I did find some uh, weird um, news or kind of, I don't wanna say alarming news, but that there are some um, organic pesticides and herbicides that are organic, but they're used on produce because they've been cleared for use. At least here in the in the U.S., that's how um, I think the FDA clears some um, organic brands for use of um, pesticides and herbicides, which I don't think that's the case for all organic produce or all companies are using secretly pesticides or herbicides. Um, I heard that via, I think, a video somewhere where someone was talking about it, I think on Reddit somewhere. So um, in either case, I think whether um, there are, you know, food safe um, chemicals being used on food, which I don't authorize, I don't like that. I don't want to hear about that being mixed with organic foods or organic food that doesn't have any uh, type of chemicals uh, used on it, even if those happen to be organic um, chemicals, that you should still, um, you know, take a chance, a good chance on organic food uh, with, you know, having uh, the choices of foods in season. It's, it's great to be able to know where your food is coming from and what place on the planet it is native to and from where it's grown there. Uh, and, and with um, diversifying your food palate, uh, it ensures that you get some of the, the most nutrients that you can out of all that's available. And if, for example, you know, your favorite foods aren't in season, it's great to switch it up and, and eat something different. Uh, with uh, the, the information from the UK's uh, Soil Association page, uh, they have a page um, that you know, represents all the foods that are in season there. But I didn't see that it was really updated, but maybe it'll be updated in the future. Uh, 
Uh, I think eating in season is best not only because of the 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 workload, the gas, the power, the resources, the water, um, the the mileage, all that's used to to make and grow fruits and vegetables and 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 so much more. Um, it's it's great to do that in season with foods that you know are supposed to be grown during that time. You know, for example, tomatoes aren't supposed to be grown in the winter. So I'm not going to be looking for for um, tomatoes uh, when I'm going going grocery shopping later in the winter. I'm just not going to do that. And, I'm, and it's okay um, for, for that to be, um, you know, news, for that to be okay to deal with. It's okay to not be bratty, for example, over tomatoes because they're not in season and, and grown during the winter. They're grown during another period of the, of the time. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, really, um, something to accept, you know, when it comes to something like avocados, I love avocados, but you know, avocados in the winter, that's not going to happen. They're not grown during the winter. There, there are so many different varieties of avocados. For example, in California, they're grown in late spring to early fall. So that means that's kind of your 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 peak time uh, for um, you know guacamole and all types of other dishes that include avocados. Now, there are some uh, species of avocados that are grown in other parts of the year, or they're uh, genetically altered to be grown um, in 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 whatever type of weather. But again, that's not truly all organic. I also want to uh, talk about, you know, versus um, the battle of eating meat versus little meat or even no meat. All of them are options. And I'm not saying uh, for you to completely overhaul your lifestyle. Do what's right for you, but don't um, wish for change and then not make change. It's either you eat uh, meats, maybe full on, maybe even once in a while, maybe like maybe once a week. And then get yourself to uh, having meatless Mondays, which um, is still once a week, but it's on Monday. It's not uh, whenever you want to throughout the week, uh, that once a week uh, uh, habit. And then get yourself to maybe twice a month, you know, once every other week. And then to the point where you're weaning yourself off to off of it, where you maybe have it monthly. And then to the point where you don't have any meat, you have little meat. Uh, with that once a a month um, portion of meat and to the point where you're adding substitutes, which are, you know, just as fulfilling and you're able to, um, you know, get yourself some discipline and some hard work and sacrificing a bit. And, you know, you're, you're proving to yourself that you can do this. If you can do this, you know, you can possibly go cold turkey. You know, I've gone, I've gone cold turkey and I, I stopped eating meat and it was a, it was great. Um, and you know, I was pescatarian and for two, two years, a little bit more than two years, it was great. I lost like 25 pounds. It's still, you know, down that way. It's still around that weight. Um, but I don't eat meat. I don't, eat meat to fulfill myself like all the time. Most thing I'll maybe eat is like some chicken but with a lot of vegetables or maybe like seafood because I do love my seafood. Like I can do without chicken and definitely can do without cow. But for my my crab, my shrimp, my squid, calamari, 
etc. I'm big on that because I am a Marylander and I just love my seafood, but also it's a great source of protein and it's filling, but I can also fill up on other things that aren't as damaging. Even though uh, a lot of people gripe with seafood, you know, it could be expensive or it's not available everywhere or you have to, you know, make do, but it's great, you know, making a tuna sandwich and some chips or having, you know, my amazing um, butter, garlic, um, coconut, uh, shrimp, and, you know, some, um, you know, great quinoa and some broccoli. Like, that is very satisfying. Or some salmon, baked salmon, and, you know, some really great uh, brown rice and some carrots. So all these different variations, you can do a lot with uh, your food. You know, throw some vegetables in there, maybe a starch, maybe not. Uh, maybe uh, getting some chipotle or maybe some other healthier fast food um, and switching it up. You could you could really have some versatility with what you eat. And then um, there are some things when it comes to growing uh, foods, your own um, flowers, for example, or trying to be a gardener, where it kind of pays to get more experience. And I kind of want to touch on that because I do... Uh, now, I have uh, been growing avocados for a little bit, maybe about three years or so, but it's gotten to a level where it's not where I'm seeing a ton of fruit, uh, fruits from my labor, which I want to get better at. It's, it's not that I'm giving up uh, growing avocados or completely composting the seeds, but I do want to get better at that because I do love avocados. Like That's like my forever favorite uh, fruit. And it's so good, especially house uh, uh, avocados. But uh, I do, uh, w I do want to practice getting better in the future, growing, um, gardening, because I do composting. I love composting, um, but I, I need to get better at making sure that the avocados grow to uh, fully mature. And I also had um, grown some sunflowers, but. It kind of was a fail because I think the time in the year that I was growing them, it was like late uh, summer. And then, uh, you know, past the fall, I started to, you know, have them grow. But it wasn't a successful thing because the the bugs, these white, fluffy, like, bugs, they were crawling on them. And they ate up the stalks of my sunflowers. So they didn't really grow and mature. And I was kind of upset about that. But at the same time, the bugs were uh, eating and I didn't you know, feel like swatting them away or anything. And they were just crawling up and eating the sunflower. And it bloomed, but it bloomed like in late fall uh, when it was almost snowing outside. And it bloomed a little bit. You could see the yellow um, leaves on the sunflower. And it was just like, it was like a, a dawn of hope, uh, even though it was definitely lying almost flat and uh it was an experience will i try again in the future sure under the right conditions you bet lastly i want to talk about meal prepping because i have never done meal prepping but um i think that uh, for me i don't really like eating uh all types of identical foods on a schedule or in advance too much because i feel like that could be wasteful because uh, i do love experimenting with food i'm not picky i'm not picky at all but i i i love variety with my foods and i eat leftovers maybe two 
uh, after two, three nights, um, you know, four nights, fine. But um, if you have so much food, do you have to sort of make do? Um, it kind of varies on the person. Not everyone's going to admire meal prepping, and I'm sure of that. But if you're into uh, cooking um, and and you love, uh, let's, let's say, working out, because that's big uh, with uh, those who weight lift, then maybe you'll enjoy it. For me, I'll eat almost anything, and I love, love, love cooking breakfast and dinner, especially lunch varies. I could, I could do whatever for lunch, but for some reason, I tie um, meal prepping with people who are extremely busy, or families on the go, or people who weight lift. And I think those who, those in those categories who want to eat organically and you know, eat healthily, uh, eat healthy. Of foods, or maybe those who you know want to pack on the pounds, the protein, or maybe they're going vegan and they're weightlifting and they want to eat organically. I think that they'll most admire uh, meal prepping for the many benefits that are out there. And for those who do meal prep, maybe you could uh, shine some light to you know people who weightlift and are trying it for the first time, or maybe your friends or those you know, so that they can get the most uh, out of meal prepping. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes for active things that we can do to combat the issue in the episode and protect Mother Earth. For this episode and this portion in the Mother Earth Minutes, the message is really simple and clear. We can all know that going organic and getting organic foods can be fun and super easy. And it just takes a bit of looking and finding options that are out there to go ahead and fill into our lives and we can make small changes. It doesn't have to be large and big and and cumbersome and extremely difficult. It just takes a little bit of searching. I did so much searching uh, for um, this section um, that I made my mission to be as thorough as possible because I love doing that anyway because there are, are tons of dedicated listeners for all those who keep coming back no matter the episode or length you already know the deal and so I do this for you all and so I really hope that you enjoy all of this great info and for all those especially in the U.S. you take heed and definitely will you know go ahead and try and repeat this podcast episode or take notes um, whichever one is great for you. So these, this tip is mainly um, looking at all the grocery stores in the U.S. that have organic food. Now this is only a small list, but this is one of the most dedicated lists that I found from the dailymail.com of stores that do it right. This is like their namesake, what they do. They do organic food great. They have different brands and varieties and they have some of the most stock um, when it comes to finding the varieties of organic food that you crave. So one of the top ones in the list is Trader Joe's. I am all for it because I love Trader Joe's. I've talked about Trader Joe's um, before. And I love that a lot of their foods are GMO free. Some of them are really niche, unique ones that are local or ones that are super um, uh, out of, um, out of made from them. Like sometimes Trader Joe's will have their own brand of um, goods. So you want to look for that as well. I love Trader Joe's. Uh, 
Uh, also is the grocery store Sprouts Farmers Market. They have organic brand products um, and they have uh, products that are from them as well. And they are really uh, great when it comes to uh, sales and all types of other things too. Next is B Big Bear Natural Foods, and they carry certified organic foods in uh, their locations that they have in New Jersey and also in Pennsylvania. Now, also uh, is the store grocery store Fairway Market, and it offers many organic fruits and vegetables, and they have locations in New Jersey, uh, New York, and Connecticut. Uh, Wild Oats Marketplace follows uh, guidelines for organic certification. So for all those who um, have um, uh, really um, big fears maybe about food not being organic or want to know if it's certified or not organic, then you're going to want to turn to Wild Oats Marketplace amongst the other shops uh, in this list. So Whole Foods Market, uh, as you know, it had to be on this list, period, because they have so many good foods. They have their own brand of foods. They have foods that you can only find at Whole Foods. They have so many foods. They have regional foods um, available at Whole Foods Market. They have such an array of foods. They're kind of known uh, for doing that. They, they have their fair trade items. They have partnerships that they do with other companies to make products. They have organic products. They have natural products. They have products that are great when it comes to packaging, compostable packaging, recycling, uh, when it comes to their goods, they have, I don't know if they have food waste available, or well, they do have food waste available in, um, I think their cafes or like their restaurant portions of some of their huge um, Whole Foods. I love Whole Foods. Whole Foods is like the goat. Uh, and next, another uh, great, uh, super amazing place to get your groceries is the Good Harvest Market and they pay for 100% renewable energy power. And they also use, as far as their packaging for their goods, paper, and also reusable canvas materials for the bagging uh, at the end uh, of your shopping. Next is the uh, Buy Right Market. It's a B Corp certified and it ensures trustworthy social and environmental performance there, accountability and transparency. That's kind of a full-fledged what you get with B Corps, which is great because you want that accountability at the end of the day for what they produce and for, for their standards of how they operate. A local Foods is a chain out of Chicago, Illinois. So for those maybe in the Chicago area, you'll probably, you know, uh, fine with this store and for maybe those who are out of town or don't know about the organic goodness of local foods head out to Chicago because they have the chain out there and you can go ahead and get your organic goods from that uh, grocery store. Uh, Kimberton Whole Foods is not related to the other Whole Foods Whole Foods Market. It features locally grown, harvested, raised, roasted, baked, and brewed products. So that means they have a ton of different products. And they're based in Pennsylvania. And then uh, next is, and, and lastly, is Life Source Natural Foods. They are totally independent and locally owned, and they're an all-organic and natural food store located in Salem, Oregon. 
and they uh, have uh, goods in their store. The store only has goods that are free of artificial flavors, sweeteners, colors, and preservatives, and they don't have products that have hydrogenated oils or even trans fats, and they cater to those who are looking for gluten-free um, foods, dairy-free foods, or those are nut-free, sugar-free foods, or if you have any special requirements like low or no sodium foods or even raw foods, they have you covered. Uh, tip number two is to utilize organic uh, food subscription boxes. Now, this is great. Like, I went all in, and there are so many different types of organic subscription boxes I didn't even know. And all of them are different, have different price points, um, shipped to, of course, in the U.S., all different states, except some don't uh, ship to um, a few others for different reasons, which I'll explain. So uh, one of the first um, organic food subscription boxes is called Sun Basket, and they offer organic, gluten-free, paleo, and vegetarian options for all types of diets, and they also use responsibly sourced organic and non-GMO ingredients, and as well as grass-fed, antibiotic-free pastured meats, and sustainable seafood. It's all packaged in a 100% recyclable box. And as far as the cost, you can choose recipes for two or four people at the set price of $8.99 per meal or per serving. And for reference, all of these, for future reference, all of these prices are as of this podcast episode in our, uh, in U- US dollars, uh, the currency USD. Uh, so these, so Sun Basket, it ships all around the U.S., but it excludes the following states of Alaska, Hawaii, and parts of Man- Montana, New Mexico, and North Dakota. Uh, next is Green Chef. Uh, they have organic, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore meals uh, available. And their meal packaging is 100% recyclable cardboard, and all the materials are recyclable or compostable. The costs start at $11.99 per meal, and they ship all around the U.S., excluding Alaska and Hawaii in parts of Louisiana. Home Chef is uh, composed of gluten-free, low-carb, vegetarian, soy-free, and nut-free meals. And their cost uh, means that uh, they are offered, uh, they have different uh, meal delivery options. They have 38 meal delivery options starting at $6.99 each, one of the cheaper ones, and they currently ship to 98% of the United States. HelloFresh is pretty popular. They, although are not organic, they do have uh, ingredients that are natural and seasonal, and also vegetarian-friendly plans available and ingredients that are locally sourced. Now, the costs are about $7.49 per serving, and with the subscription, you can receive a customizable box of their amazing ingredients and recipes every week. And the box is for about two people to uh, four people. And they ship across the continental U.S. Or, or also the contiguous U.S., as in not to Alaska and Hawaii. So sorry about that. Some of these companies, they just don't ship 
uh, far out to places like Hawaii or Alaska. Uh, next is the uh, subscription service Daily Harvest, and they have uh, amazing farm fresh organic fruits and vegetables for you to try. And they're 100% plant-based and vegan, and they have their packaging that's 100% compostable and recyclable materials as well, with and made from plant-based renewable fibers. Now their costs are at $5.99 per item, and they currently deliver to 95% of the United States. Purple Carrot offers plant-based meals, recyclable uh, insulated boxes are what your meals come with, and non-toxic ice packs, so they're great for the shipping because it's, you know, utilizing that overnight probably with the ice packs and everything, and the lining is compostable too. Now their costs vary, uh, with the dinners it's about $9.99 per serving, and they also have the price of $11.99 per serving too. And it ships currently to the contiguous U.S. or the continental U.S., meaning not in or to Alaska or Hawaii. Fresh and Lean is another meal service, and they feature meals that are organic and ethically and locally sourced. And all their packaging or almost every piece of packaging is fully recyclable and BPA-free. And the choices vary. You can have plant-based options or wild-caught seafood, pasture-raised foods, or even grass-fed meats. And their prices start at $9.33 per meal. And it ships um, to various locations. You just have to visit the website www.freshn, as in the letter N, lean.com forward slash locations. Now, Thrive Market is the next one, and they practice regenerative farming. They have organic standards in place, and they practice fair trade um, practices too. And they are big on carbon neutral shipping and 100% recyclable packaging, or, or what uh, is used to ship their amazing food goods. And they have uh, zero waste warehouses. Now, they have the $5 a month cost to them, and their membership is huge because it grants you 6,000 sustainable and organic products, which is pretty huge. And they ship to the continental U.S. except Hawaii and Alaska. Now, the last one, the last company is called uh, Wink, Wink Wines. And you can uh, get onto them for organic wine, and it's curated based on questions on your profile that you'll submit at the beginning. And uh, they have uh, a cost of uh, three bottles a month for about $39, and they have a $6 flat rate shipping fee. And as far as where they ship, uh, Wink Wines delivers anywhere in the U.S. where the shipment of wine to customers is allowed, um, but it excludes places like Alaska, Alabama, Arkansas, Delaware, Hawaii, uh, Kentucky, uh, I think Michigan, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and uh, Utah. I had to uh, remember the states for all those because I just got the acronyms. So you know I know my states if I can recall them you know, just offhand. A number three tip is to examine which foods are in season for you. So this is pretty simple. Um, 
since not all foods or foods that are regionally available or, or which ship to countries are going to have the same season as other foods, I figured everyone who's listening can, uh, you know, find out which foods that you, um, you know, commonly eat and find out if they're in season or not when they are. And then if they're not in season, you know, opt to not eat the foods. And then number four tip is to try something like a meatless Monday again or a wing only Wednesday. I I made up this term uh, wing only Wednesday uh, just for those who are concerned about, you know, meat and it being completely off the table. It doesn't have to be that way. You just have to wean yourself off of it so it's not much of a shock to your system and diet. You could also go cold turkey. That's an option as well. Uh, that's kind of for the brave and I've done it before and it's not bad. It's kind of like you're, you're not missing what you don't have. And if you haven't had it for a long time, why not go cold turkey and, you know, become vegetarian or pescatarian or paleo friendly or, you know, only trying, uh, you know, certain meals, um, you know, every month or so. And then as time goes on, you the point where you don't miss the food that you're not eating. fact of the day is that wind and rain deposit microparticles of plastic on even the most remote parks and wilderness areas of the United States. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the September-October 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is the time in the Green Thoughts program where if you want to learn about environmentally friendly products and services, this is a segment for you. And so I review amazing products and services you may not have heard of before, but I definitely know and love so many of them. Um, some of them uh, more than others, but then there are other things Um, as far as the companies that I do kind of like and that's going to be the case for this uh, company that I'm going to talk about by chance if you know of a product or service that maybe I haven't gotten to know be sure to let me know by voice message via the anchor app or either via uh, anchor.fm forward slash Green Thoughts Podcast is a way to, of course, send me your voice message th- through there, through the computer, and also via email. You can do so at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. I've been doing many reviews since February 2019. That's when I started the segment. And I want to introduce you an- another company, which I think is pretty okay in some regards, but there's a lot, I think, to improve upon, which I'll get to a little bit later. But you may uh, find a lot of joy in it and use for it, so I figured to review it anyway, because I don't just want to review a company just because I love it. You may love it um, because it may suit you, or it's great for you, or uh, bodes well with uh, how your body operates, or maybe you just love uh, the uh, company and you want to learn a little bit more about uh, new products, etc. 
So the latest uh, company I want to go ahead and let you know about is called My Magic Mud. So Jessica Armand is the founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and she created the company after trying to craft a solution for her younger daughter at the time to try and ease her oral uh, oral um, care issues due to her health condition that she was born with. After many attempts, she crafted the activated uh, coconut shell, charcoal, and some amazing bentonite clay, and some orange peel extract, and a little bit of organic mint, and made that into a tooth whitening product that was odorless and colorless for her daughter. Now, it was a tooth powder, and since then, she's expanded to other products like toothpastes, toothbrushes, body care, and also face care products. So as far as the commitment to sustainability uh, of these products, they are cruelty-free, fluoride-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, paraben-free, and also sulfate-free. Now, her products vary. There are a different toothpastes, for example. There's a CBD toothpaste, there's the charcoal toothpaste, there's the hemp toothpaste, there's the tooth powder, there's the xylitol gum, xylitol mints, body soaps, there's face soaps as well, and also magnesium deodorant, and there's a few of those. Now, my experience of uh, Magic Mud has been um, pretty slight, mainly because I tried a toothpaste, but didn't want to try anything else after that, um, unfortunately. I bought it back online after reading the reviews and wanting something that was very much eco-friendly because I was trying different um, toothpaste at the time uh, that are also um, eco-friendly, like from the Humble Co. and their toothpaste. The Humble, the Humble Company, for example, I tried their toothpaste. It's pretty good. Um, it didn't last as long as I wanted it to, but nonetheless, it was a great product. And I bought it back in April 2018 um, for a little bit over $10. And I think it's great for anyone who wants to experiment with different types of uh, toothpastes. And if you want something that is eco-friendly, if maybe you want something that's charcoal-based, go for it. But for all those um, wary of it, uh, don't worry because, you know, you're not... Um, you're not bad for being skeptical of this. And there have been mixed reviews of use of charcoal toothpastes and tooth toothbrushes and everything else. And for me, I'm just not on board with the charcoal toothpaste. I think it accelerates uh, eroding of your teeth cavities. If you have any, even small ones that you're trying to repair, they're made worse. Sometimes I think the roughness on the teeth and the, and the enamel will wear away at the teeth so fast you won't even know until you're like, oh, I switched my toothpaste. And I think that was the, the main problem for me. It is um, pretty redeemable in some ways. Um, like it's cruelty-free, fluoride-free, gluten-free, and GMO-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and all the other products are too in all these, these different attributes. So that may be a reason to try to try it because of those reasons alone. But if you're looking for a new toothpaste and you've never tried charcoal toothpaste, I would give you a side of you know caution and and a little uh, an, an err um, to that. You know, with a little bit of salt tossed in. Um, you know, take it. You know how you take it. But I think there are other products to try because they have so many others, and I think those would be uh, better for you to try and like. 
Um, but if you want to give it a go and, and try charcoal toothpaste, go ahead. But, um, you know, I think there's some warnings that should go along with trying a charcoal toothpaste. And I did a whole podcast episode on a charcoal activated toothpaste and my thoughts on it. And I, I did it not too long ago. I think it was within the past year or so. But I went in, I talked about charcoal toothpaste, the cons of it, and why it's not so good. Activated charcoal uh, when it comes to toothpaste and anything like that is not the best. So you want to steer clear unless you're doing your research or can handle that amount of um, serious grain to your teeth because your teeth are kind of fragile. They're, they're bone, of course, but they are very uh, much fragile when you think about getting them wet, using them all the time, you know, a few cracks. Um, and, and chomping down the wrong way and then you're, you're using charcoal on it, it's not the best uh, recipe uh, for you know building healthy, strong teeth. It's a recipe for disaster. So for me, I won't be trying their other products like their face products or the other body care products, unfortunately, because I was just so distraught with the toothpaste. I just wanted to warn others who were maybe thinking about it or uh, anything like that. So I gave it two out of, f- two out of five green thumbs up. Um, mainly I gave it, I was going to give it a one, but I like the smell of uh, some of their varieties, like they got mint and other ones. So I gave it just two, uh, green thumbs up. Now my magic mud can be found uh, in stores and online. Uh, mainly, uh, you'll find them online with their store, mymagicmud.com. You can also catch them, uh, on Amazon or eBay.com, iHerb or Lucky Vitamin, Vitacost, or even Walmart, and drugstores in the U.S. But for more availability, you can also contact them on their website or check their FAQ uh, section, the Frequently Asked Questions uh, section, for a little bit uh, as far as the availability um, on their website. My Magic Mud can be found on the following social media platforms of Facebook. You can find them at My Magic Mud. On Instagram at My Magic Mud. On LinkedIn, it's the same as My Magic Mud. They're on Pinterest as well at My Magic Mud. And lastly, on YouTube, it's all one word My Magic Mud. Now, uh, to contact My Magic Mud, just go to the website uh, MyMagicMud.com and then email their support uh, line, their email address at support at MyMagicMud.com. Thank you, thank you, everyone who has tuned in and listened. Uh, I know sometimes it can be uh, difficult to, um, you know, make episodes on the days when I'm, you know, supposed to and geared up for that. And Sundays and, and Thursdays are supposed to be my days on publishing. But sometimes I have to switch things around, you know, whether it be uh, doing uh, email stuff or just had a wonky day or sometimes the episode takes too long and I can't publish on the exact day. But regardless of anything, never forget, I always remember uh, to uh, think of you all first, all my amazing listeners, new and old. And I, I would always think of you and, and put you in my mind. I'm like, you know what? I got to put this out. I never forget. I'm always like the quality has to be there no matter if it's a long episode or short one or just right, no matter who's listening. Because I want to, of course, put out the best, amazing, um, you know, audio you know, podcast for you all. So I don't forget. It's just sometimes life gets in the way, as I've talked about 
another episode and things don't go accordingly, but I never forget. Uh, it's just always, you know, on the sort of the patience, I guess, of myself, but also on the amazing listeners who kind of are like understanding and they know that, you know, life happens. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, always be putting out episodes and catching up. Um, if I ever run short, definitely we'll be catching up though, because there are a ton of episodes I have to do. Um, but nonetheless, I will um, always try to strive and put out amazing work regardless. So I hope and pray that this episode got through and that you're shooting for, you know, getting that organic food and, and, and making it work for you. And it's good to you. I want for anyone who listens to this to uh, enjoy more organic food. And to know that it's not so hard. It may be kind of daunting. I know that, you know, you have to, you know, research certain things or finding out which foods are in season or looking up subscription boxes that are near you, especially for those who are outside of the U.S. And maybe one day I'll do an episode catered to those who live outside the U.S. and maybe do an update as far as like organic subscription boxes and food or maybe different types like beauty products or um, clothing, all types, because there, there's so many different things that are um, organic or that can be made with natural materials or, the, or fair trade or um, other types of parameters of environmental um, limits or standards. So I get that. And so there's more to uh, do as far as uh, podcast episodes regarding those. And I want to thank you all for listening to this one and any future ones regarding this topic too. So please take care and listen back for more episodes in the future. But until then, again, please take care of yourselves and please take care of the planet. See you soon.